Hello, I'm JB and this is The Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, thank you for following us on Twitter and thank you for leaving us iTunes reviews. If you do want to jump in on the conversation, I'm Jay Beardmore. This very podcast that you're listening to now is at The Rugby Dungeon and of course there is the world's biggest rugby podcast, The Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, which is out four times a week over the Lions Tour. If that's not enough rugby for you and you really want to know how Scotland are getting on against Italy and Singapore, go and find my boys at The Thistle where they will guide you through pretty much everything to do with Scottish rugby. Today's guest is Tom Johnson. Tom you'll know from Exeter Chiefs, he's just about to retire and he's also played for England. He's had one of the most unusual careers that you'll find for anyone as he stayed with the team pretty much his whole career, has graduated from the championship and is now officially a premiership champion. So sit back and enjoy my interview with Tom Johnson. How are you Tom? Yeah, very good, JB. Thanks very much for uh, inviting me on here. No problem at all. Well, first of all, let's start with this. Uh, con- uh, uh, congratulations. You've just retired as a Premiership champion. That must feel quite special. It does. It does. It's nice. It's, uh, it's, great, to, it's great to sort of go out when the club's at the very top and you've uh, and you come up from the Championship and taken up to that, that, that sort of height. Um, and the whole the whole place sort of Devon and Exeter has been absolutely buzzing off it for for the last sort of two or three weeks or since however long we won it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. And for me to me to sort of hang up the boots and retire, I uh, just felt that the timing is right. Um, I'd plan to do it whether we won it or not. Um, but it's just a it's just an extra extra added little bonus to be honest with you. It's quite an incredible story. I mean, uh, I think there's you and uh, who was the who was the fullback from Liverpool that came all the way from. Um, League Three, Steve Finnan. It's that. Um, oh right. It's that sort of story, really. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I started, I started in the sort of southwest, um, southwest one with Chinna. That's where I first started playing, and then moved to National Three South with Reading, um, and then after a season there, went up to Coventry, and then a couple of seasons there, I was at Exeter. And that all happened um, pretty quickly whilst I was at sort of uni, and um, I actually got down to Exeter when I was about twenty-four years old or so. Really? Um, so I didn't, and that was, and we we're still in the championship. So it's still, um, it, we were full time, but it's not, it's not full time as you, as you sort of know it now. That's for sure. Now, sorry, excuse my ignorance. Where is Chinna? So Chinna's just outside. It's Tame, so it's just outside of Oxford, um, and it's. Uh, so I went to Oxford Brooks Uni, and then, um, and I got and started playing for Chinna then. Uh, and I played alongside Dave Seymour at the same time. Oh, so yeah. So it was, me, it was me, me and him in the back row. So it was quite. We, were, we weren't the biggest boys, but we were quite quick for that league. Tell me, have you tried Couch Grind Coffee yet? I haven't. I've started following them. They look really good. It's great to see him. It's great to see him doing well up, up in sort of Manchester and um, that area. Um, he's always enjoyed his coffee. So uh, I'll have to get him to send me a batch down. Yeah, well, I'm actually up in Manchester. So I've, I'm interviewing Dave Seymour in a few weeks' oh, time. Nice. I think we'll do uh, some sort of coffee special. Yeah, well, send it down. Make sure you send it. Make sure he sends me some down, and I can uh, I can report on it. <laughs> Your career is obviously fairly unique um, in rugby yeah. circles. But tell me, do I have this wrong? Were you potentially going to join the forces before you joined? Well, before you became yeah. a professional rugby player. Yeah, very. Yeah, I was very close. I was very close to doing. Um, um, well, I just gone through sort of um, potential offer selection with the um, with the the parachute regiment um, and. Uh, I was going to follow my sort of uh, my family is quite well. My brother's in the army. My dad was 
dad and grandfather were sort of um, air vice marshal and air commodore. So wow. pretty, pretty, um, they're pretty, uh, uh, pretty decent figures themselves. What, what they sort of achieved, and I was, it just seemed, it seemed quite natural. It seemed quite a natural path to go. Um, I've always been into the, the, the sort of the fitness and the training. Yeah, um, and uh, and sort of joining the army seemed a good way to go about it, really. That's incredible. So, sorry, tell me that again. Your dad was an air commodore. Yeah, that's that's very impressive. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's very. Um, it's it's sort of you. I don't think sometimes you realise it when you're growing up as a kid no. about how uh, about sort of how well your parents have done because you just see them as parents. But um, it was uh, yeah, him and my and my. My grandfather went one better to air vice marshal, so that's um, so yeah. It was just uh, and the, the good thing was it was never it was never forced upon us. It was never like military, military, military. It was it was, it was very very normal when he got when he was sort of home in the family life. So um, he gave us. I mean, they always said they wanted us to make our own decisions and see what see whatever career path we went. That, that's um, that's so cool. So did, it was really good. So did your dad fly? He wasn't no. So he was he was logistics. He had bad bad eyesight. So he couldn't ah. fly, um, but he went into all the sort of programs, um, uh, sort of all the programs about for moving, m- moving the the enormous amount of equipment around the around the country and around uh, around the world really to to make sure all the planes and all the engineers and all the crew um, had everything they needed um, to be able to fly and to perform in the sort of theatres of war. So. It was, um, that, it was, that was going on during the, the Gulf War, uh, Gulf War, and the um, and the Falklands. So he was pretty busy. Yeah, that, that's amazing. So from your point of view, then, um, you must have been relatively certain that you were going to make a good fist of this uh, whole rugby career to turn away from the forces. I didn't. I didn't actually. I just thought I got offered a one year. I was playing. So I got on, when I had my final year at Reading. Mm-hmm. I. Um, uh, I was obviously thinking, right, uni, uni, university is finishing. I need to get a, need to get a career, um, and wanted to join the army. But then this this literally got dropped on my door, dropped on, at the doorstep of the club. This letter from a recommendation from a referee saying, um, from Coventry saying, we'd like to come and have a look at you, um, and basically went up to meet them. They offered me a one year contract. Wow! And I was like, I was, I was just turning. I was, think I was 22, and I was just. Uh, I thought, Do you know what? You, you can join the. I was hoping to go into the army as an officer, um, and you can join. The later you can join is 27 for that. So I was like, right, I'll give this a go for a year. Yeah. And see how it see how it goes. So far, my favourite story about how people have been discovered, probably Jamal Ford Robinson, whose mum made videos of him and then post, yeah. posted them to different uh, clubs. Yours is even better than that. A referee discovered you. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever gone uh, back and thanked him for that? I don't. I don't know which referee it was. I've always. I've always said. I've always enjoyed the referees. I always thought they're great blokes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, especially now. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's it's funny how things sort of work out, and it was uh, it was sort of an opportunity, and I managed to uh, sort of take it. So pretty pleased with myself. Now, you've spent the best part of what nine, ten years at Exeter. Ten yeah, years. I've just done this. This is my tenth. I've just finished my tenth season. So. I mean that's fairly physically demanding. Have you thought about you know once you hang up the boots, how are you going to fill that void of exactly, you know, getting that um, getting that dose of like physical activity every day? Uh, well, thank- thankfully I'm just um, just starting up my uh, my sort of Tom Johnson fitness brand down in Exeter, um, so I'm running 
I've got a, I've got a number of sort of one-to-one personal clients that I'm training at the moment, mm. and I'm looking at looking at opening a, a gym space um, in the East Devon area at the moment, and and things are well along down that path um, at the moment. So it's uh, I've haven't haven't really stopped since since we finished a few weeks ago. I've been uh, um, sort of on the back of the winning of winning the Premiership. It just seemed like a good idea to try and make hay whilst the sun's shining, so as they say. Train like a champion. Train with yeah. a champion. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I've got yeah, I've got a few clients, which is really nice, and um, and training them, and then then just trying to build on a few other things. So it's all it's all go go go. The wife wants me to take her away on holiday, but I just want to uh, um, just want to want to try and get my feet settled um, yeah. post rugby. I guess it's a, you know, a pretty rapid transition, isn't it, from ending playing. You know, it's no longer you've got a holiday for six weeks and then you're back into it. You know, th- th- um, this is it now. Yeah, it is. It's, it's and it, and the way the the way the game's going, you try and get yourself set up as much as you can prior prior to sort of finishing. Um, but the game is fully. You, you you don't have the time in the day to do an awful lot of stuff that you used to do um, when I first started. When I jo- first joined Exeter, we'd be uh, in at nine, done by sort of one o'clock, half two o'clock, um, sort of two o'clock. So. So there'd be lots of time before and after. Um, I've also got a little kid, so we're we, we're in at sort of seven thirty, back at four thirty, five o'clock, mm. and it's then it's crack on with the family time, and then it's like oh, um, it's, it, the bedtime quickly comes around. So um, yeah, just uh, just working working hard now to um, to get everything set up. Well, just out of interest, because of course you've seen X to go through the ranks. Yeah. Um, what is it that rugby players do extra in their day? Because you mentioned before, you know, it's basically half a day every day, and now it's yeah. getting more and more and more. What are they filling their time with? Um, there's an awful lot more analysis done, um, sort of breaking breaking apart the game at the weekend, building for the game for the forthcoming game. Um, there's obviously the conditioning side of things, so there's obviously a weights, a good a good weights session going on um, every day, and then. The backs and the full extra. The gym's not big enough to house sort of fifty people. Yeah, not many gyms are. So you have to sort of allow for two set two essentially two gym sessions a day, um, and then there's a, then there's a training session. Some I know some teams train differently. They they do sort of split sessions one morning, one afternoon. Mm. But extra we do one every day, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and then the big the big buzzword at the moment is sort of recovery. So we spend we spend sort of forty or five minutes to an hour recovering after after every training session. Yeah. Um, and it's suddenly it's suddenly by the time you throw in lunch and and some more meetings and physio, it's suddenly it's, it's suddenly sort of taken up the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Because I have noticed rugby players' days get longer. It, it used to be pretty much universal. Everyone would finish at about mm. two two o'clock. Yeah. So how much of you know your strength and conditioning background? You got from rugby? Are you transferring into your new into your new business? Um, not it's not as probably as much as you as, as you think. Um, I'm I'm really trying to really trying to branch out and push this uh, push this sort of hit training, so high intensity interval training. Yeah. Um, which is which is very different to sort of in the gym at the rugby where you just lift an awful lot of weights because you need to be um, you need to be the size and to do that you need to be the size to sort of take the impacts and. And make the tackles. Yeah. Um, and and you don't you don't need that out in the what what I call the real world. Mm. Like people just want to people just want the times the big enemy, 
and you need to try and do something that's really time efficient where they get maximum results. Um, and after doing a fair bit of research of finding the hit the hit training sessions, um, give people that uh, give that people that sort of 40, 40 45 minutes time in the gym. Um, they get the results they want, which is essentially sort of muscle toning and potentially sort of fat loss, um, without having to without having to have uh, sort of gym membership and that kind of thing. I mean, obviously, being a professional athlete is a completely different ball game to you know, yeah. go, going to the gym for forty five minutes twice a week. Yeah, but I am actually surprised that, that there isn't a little bit more crossover. Um, well, there isn't. A, there is in terms of all the amount of exercises that are picked up throughout throughout sort of training for the last ten years, um, and you still. You, you do, it's not just it's not just sort of the the big squat squat rack or the big bench press and those kind of things. Um, a lot of it's to do with um, rehab and using resistance bands and using body weight. Yeah. Um, and just trying to get the body moving a bit better. And once it's moving better, then you can start to sort of ramp up the training. Um, but in terms of in terms of fitness, in terms of running, um, that's where that's where I have really sort of lent on the uh, um, lent on my rugby experience because I know. Uh, Having done enough hills in my time, and and enough sort of AST training, which is um, the anaerobic speed test, is uh, I know how to make those make the muscles sort of burn and ache pretty <laughs> pretty quickly and pretty effectively. Yeah, you must be quite patient because I can imagine coming from like a professional environment where everyone can do everything and it's yeah. basically just doing you know doing the most you can. If you're just dealing with normal people, the drop off must be vast, and actually. Um, just teaching them the basics. I, I can imagine that getting quite infuriating, actually. I the thing is, I'm just. Um, I think because I've done my time in, in professional rugby, I'm looking for a, a, a new challenge. Mm. Um, and the challenge is is putting the, the client first and finding out what their what their sort of basic needs are and trying to trying to change their rather than go on these big sort of fad diets and these big sort of weight loss things at least 12 week programs or 10 week programs which do have their place but I want to try and I'm trying to change people's lifestyle so you do a little someone who's some, someone who's pretty sort of immobile in terms of um, fitness activity you just try and increase that a couple of times a week and you change one or two things in their diet and then you and so you don't end up going this big roller coaster of sort of weight loss and and and, uh, and putting it back on again and fitness you try and you try and hold a steady state, and it's a process that will take sort of six months to a year, and then and then hopefully it's a habit changing pattern yeah. where they can sort of look after themselves and and actually there's so much and it's, a lot of it's aimed at sort of the elder slightly elder generation. Um, the benefits of doing exercise on the on your cardiovascular system um, and things like dementia. I think people are really wake, wakening up to realise they actually need to look after their body if they want to be as um, independent as possible when they come to their elder ages. Completely agree with that. Um, let me ask you this: You must have a, a strong opinion one way or, or another. What do you make of CrossFit? It's, I, I, it, it's hugely effective. I'm not. There's, there's absolutely no way of. There's, there's no way of getting around it. And yeah. for a lot of people, for a lot of people, they absolutely love it. And do you know what someone said? It, doing CrossFit is 100 percent better than doing is doing nothing. Yeah, that is. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what 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 worries me um, is the amount of technical lifting involved mm. when when time is if time is such a premium. I'm talking about people that are in the office all all the time, and time is such a premium. Is do you spend that time teaching them all this 
all this really quite technical lifting or do you find or you do do you teach them some functional training where they can um where they they don't they're not going to get they're not the, the the likelihood of themselves getting injured is very very minimal compared to sort of crossfit um and they and they still get decent results which is they don't want to beat these these people don't want to be able to do a muscle up they just want to look <laughs> a bit they, they just they want to look a bit trimmer um, and feel a bit better about themselves in, 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 say, the summer or in a suit or whatever. Yeah, they don't want to be spend all day validating car insurance and then uh, try <laughs> and do a 100 kg snatch or something. Exactly. So it's, uh, and do you know, and, and, and I know I know I've got friends that do it and they say it's brilliant. And um, it's, it's not for me, but it's, but I fully, I've, I think exercise generally um, is, is so much better than doing nothing. Um, and that's, that's what I'm sort of endorsing. Even, even going sort of walking for for whoever people just getting people like this is my sort of uh, my mantra at the moment. Uh, just out of interest, but just bring us back round to rugby, and it, it's a rubbish question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I want to know who is the strongest guy that that you've played with. Oh. Um. What in terms of weightlifting? Yeah, terms of lifting just just in the, in, gym. in the gym, just being a beast. Um. There's a girl a guy called um. Elvis Tony. Oh who, yeah. Elvis Tony, our hooker, our Tongan hooker. Yeah. Um, and he can he can uh, he can shoulder press some sort of seventy kilo dumbbells. So it's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is quite impressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a very very strong man. Mind you, that pack now. I mean, from where it's come from to where it is now, it yeah. is just full of big boys. Yeah, they're big boys. I mean, just a back row alone. I don't think you've got a, got a back row under uh, six foot three. No, well, yeah, six two, I think. But it's um, they're all. We well, got sort of uh, Salvi, who's a little bit of a, a little, little bit smaller. Um, Tommy Wardrum's not. Tommy Wardrum's probably about six two. I'm six two. Um, you got a few. Sam Simmons, the young, really, really good. Uh, player coming through. Yeah, he he um, looks dynamite. He, he's fantastic. He's only, but he's, I think he's I think he's five eleven. Is he? Um, yeah, he's a small boy, but he's very powerful. See, I'm thinking people like Armand, Ewers, Cat, uh, yeah, Cat Horseman. Big, yeah, they're bi- yeah, they're big boys. They are absolutely u- uh, absolute units. How do you think Don Armand's going to get on in England? Because I think it's uh, about time he had, a, he had a call up. I think he'll absolutely. I think he'll uh, knock it out of the park. To be honest, he's 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 a he's a real physical specimen. As long as he gets, as long as he gets to grips with the system, we have extra. We have the same defensive system, pretty much as um, as England. It's a line speed defence. Um, it'll all be about what he can, um, what his sort of point of difference is in terms of what makes him stand out above, say, um, a Rob Short or someone like that. And they're, they're, they're worlds apart in terms of their play, in terms of their playing ability, in terms of what they bring, but. Which, how does the team benefit from from either either person really? So that's that'd be the big decision. Yeah, because he often plays with seven on his back, and I think if you look at him, you wouldn't think, oh, that's a traditional seven. But certainly for the way that England play, you know that that seems to be what they want. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I think, I think he'll play. I think he'll play whatever. It doesn't really matter what shirt, what number he's got on his back. He'll. It's not really. It's. It's not. There's not like a pigeonhole player for that. Um, I just think he needs to get out and show 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 them what they can do. It's a it's a great chance, and he needs to, he needs to take it with both hands. I, yeah, I completely agree. I think after this tour, we might have a um, a new regular in in the England seven shirt. I really do. Good. I hope so. It'd be fantastic.
Now, just going back to the season which has just been, one of the worries I had for Exeter was if they met Saracens. Well, I was clearly wrong about that. Can you just tell me a little bit about the week leading up to Saracens, the sort of preparation that you went through to uh, through with? Um, I think we, I think we, we're very, I think we're very happy to have Saracens in the semi-final for sure, especially coming off the back of that big emotional Champions Cup win that they had. Yeah. Um, up in uh, Edinburgh. Um, but the, it, there was a, there was a big. There's been a big mindset shift um, amongst the boys, and there's been a big belief and sort of enjoyment. And the the leading up to it was very was it was pretty sparky in terms of the non 23 and the 23, and they were they really sort of went it, went at each other um, pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they honestly felt if they could knock Saracens over, they'd go on to win it, and they um, and and the boys did. Sorry, so in the lead up to that, you basically had what we talking about, like full, like full full contract training, twenty three guys who were going to play against twenty three guys that weren't. No, 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 not full contact. It's just so we play. We'll, we'll do we'll, we do sort of contact splits where um, things get a little bit feisty with the pads. Um, there's there's obviously line out malls and scrums, and they're full on. So um, things do get heated, and we play. We'll. we'll will run through the team will run through their patterns and it'll be opposed so um so it's it's in the opposed stuff where you actually get the the little niggles because someone will it's it's, t- it's only touch but it's meant to be sort of a good firm touch and someone will put a shoulder in or someone yeah. won't stop won't stop when they've been touched the boys will get the boys will get angry and then next time tackle them properly and it just one of the one or two incidents is like that but it's it just it just it's good because it when we have our best performances, the boys are pretty spiky throughout the week. Yeah, I can only imagine because it does feel like Saracens have been your bogey team now, not only last year but also at times this year. Yeah, they are. They're not European champions for nothing. No, um, uh, they're very, very good at what they do. They've got some. They've got sort of world-class players throughout the team, um, and they they are sort of they are the best team. They are the best team in Europe. And I, I know we won the Premiership, but. They've been up there. They've been sort of the best in the Premiership in Europe for the past couple of seasons, mm. um, and that's where that's where we need to strive to be. To it's 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 great that we've won this, but we need to sort of back it up next season and and try and progress a bit better in Europe because we've been we've been probably a little bit under par in Europe last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Or last that, year, I mean that certainly seems like the natural progression to me because although you did get what, is it semi-finals last year, you got to yeah, quarters, uh, quarterfinals, yeah. Um, even though you got to quarterfinals, I mean, it, you know, if it wasn't for some results, it was a bit of a joke call, wasn't it? Agreed. Yeah, it's all like a, a bit of a lottery, but I'm pretty certain that they can do that. They can do something next year. Yeah, definitely, and I think that'll be the thing. That'll be the big test for sort of the coaches and the squad, and seeing seeing how we run into Europe because it probably aided us the fact that we were out of Europe this year, mm. so we could really concentrate on the Premiership, and then we went on a fantastic winning run with bonus points coming out of our ears yeah it was incredible um, to watch it was great it was some great rugby played because we had this one focus we had this one focus whereas you, the other teams sort of Saracens and Wasps they were they were playing they were playing both both sort of cups um, up till a few couple of months ago really yeah well I'd, I'd be interested to know your views on this um, because obviously you've been with Exeter and Exeter are a team which build and build and build so I mean, the whole strength of Exeter is actually the strength of the team. Uh, yeah. I was wondering what your views are on the Lions tour, 
because this strikes me as being completely completely the opposite. Yeah, they've got all the best players the British and uh, British yeah. Isles have to offer. But have you ever been part of a team like a Barbarians team or something which has been just thrown together? And how hard is this to actually win, regardless of how talented your players are, if you're not a settled team? Um, it's I don't know. I think I think you can. Uh... I think you can look at it as in, oh, we're not meant to settle on all this kind of stuff. Or you, I should imagine um, Gatlin's talk that they've got the most simple game plan ever. Um, yeah. And that's and that's the only way to. And but you're asking these guys to sort of buy into a buy into an ethos and um, sort of change the way they've been trained for the like, for, for goodness knows how many years for that for that one sort of three month tour. Um, it's 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 hugely tough, but. Uh, but they are they are the sort of best players in the northern hemisphere, apart from uh, um, apart from obviously the French players. But uh, it shouldn't be. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But you you always sort of back them and want them to want them to do well, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I just think you know, and you kind of alluded to it before as well. It's even the small things like the midweek games. How do you finish a game on Saturday? Do all your analysis. Do you know? We were just talking before about how the rugby day is increased in time. How do you yeah. get everything in before you get to the next game and then reload for the next game after that? It must be a nightmare. Yeah, it probably is. But they're also they'll be they'll have whereas uh, Exeter we do an awful lot of ana- analysis ourselves, so we're expected to know about our players and all this kind of stuff. And we troll through the videos and stuff like this. Whereas That's I should imagine I should imagine that the Lions they get given. Um, they get given who they're playing against. His sort of, they'll get given um, like a, a little video. I don't know, a 20, 15 minute video clip yeah. of this guy's weaknesses and um, and strong points and that kind of thing. And so the works the works done for them, so they can input it input it because obviously time's such a big factor. That's interesting. So Exeter, what they just give you the video and say go look at your man. They yeah they, they they so they'll clip all the so they'll clip all the videos together yeah so if you want to go and look at say you're a lineout caller you can go 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 and look at say wasps last six lineout selections all their calls where they go to so a lot of work's been done by the um it's not just like it's not just a thrown here's, here's a couple of, you have <laughs> yeah. to trawl through the games here's a it's DVD. all clip, it's all <laughs> it's all clipped for you so that you can you can get a feel of how they play. Um, and how you and how to call on how you want to call, and then there's a sort of discussion with the coaches on how how the how the team wants to progress and what what sort of the main focus is on how to beat the team you're playing. Oh, excellent! So, um, wh- so which players were you studying as um, as a flanker then? Who were you looking at, or what well, were you I looking was, at? I would so I'd be so we'd be put we'd be put into groups of um, and there'd be there'd be people who are in charge of restarts. So then and then they the, then they sort of give a presentation back to the squad during the during the meeting so not everyone looks at everything you look at there's sort of a re, there's there's a restart group mm-hmm. there'll be a scrum group a line out group um defensive breakdown attacking breakdown that that's, kind of thing opportunities brilliant. kicking game and so these all these things are presented um to the group by sort of a, a group of well it would be one person from that group um, but it'd be sort of three or four people in each group, so that sort of divvies up the whole squad to oh. make 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 them do the work. That's really interesting. So, what was the last presentation that you did? I don't know. But it'd been. It'd, I think it'd been on the the wasps. I think I was on restart. So, just looking through the video clips about where they kicked, 
where they kick, kick to, if there's any sort of tells which side they're going to go to, who lines up where, who's in the backfield, that kind of thing. That's so clever. That's that, that's yeah, such a good, good uh, such a good way of way of doing video analysis. I like that a yeah. lot. Um, well, talking about things that you do as a team, why don't you just tell me a little bit about um, why you put a fish into Brett Sturgis's face? Because <laughs> uh, it's Brett Sturgis, really. Um, <laughs> he's just he's a love he's a lovely boy, and we've always got on very well. So, um, so he's um, it's just an opportunity. Um, I've done it. Before, I've done it. Actually, done it before to him. Um, there it's was an a, some, there, we had they had a fish. There's a fishmonger came in. And <laughs> I think it was actually Jack Knoll's dad. Really? He bought so he bought some fish in because he's a fisherman down in um, Penzance and Newlin. Um, and he bought a couple of f- fish in, and we were like they're in the sort of the the polystyrene box. And Stur- Sturgeon was talking to him, had his back turned, and I <laughs> I don't know. I just sort of picked one up and whacked him in the face with it. So it started from then, and then um, after the after the the infamous fish, fish face. He got, he got me back a couple of times, and he he, got, he hit me with a lamb shank in the face, <laughs> which isn't documented. But he didn't really. He more jabbed me, and he jabbed me because it's got bloody bone in it. He jabbed Ooh. me square in the eye, and nice. uh, nearly, nearly poked my eye out with a with a lamb shank bone. So it was, oh, he thought that was funny. This doesn't sound like doesn't sound like a particularly cheap hobby. Well, no, it was just it was some food that was going. <laughs> it was just it was it was it was the team the team lunch or something like that. He just walked up behind me and whacked me in the face with it. Excellent. Uh, now uh, another thing. Now uh, Wikipedia is notoriously um, tricky to look through. Your your cousin, it, your cousin or uncle, isn't Martin Johnson. No, no. So that yeah. So go on to go on to Wikipedia. You might need to correct that. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. The thing is, people can edit it left, right. I used to edit it. Um, and then I've just sort of given up. I just don't. I don't even bother with Wikipedia. It's it's, it's mainly fictitious. <laughs> uh, well, it, it did tell me that you were that you're in the forces, or we're, we're going to go into the forces. So at least yeah, that's oh, correct. nice. Not all. Not that I had a few. I've had a few uni, uni boys when I sort of um, they sort of got onto it and added a few different <laughs> different things that weren't the best. <laughs> uh, um, I hope you've not been on Wikipedia adding fictitious stuff to teammates. No, I haven't. But maybe I should. Good, good, good gag. Exactly. We're really a bit, a bit short on time, so I'll just ask you uh, one more question, um, and then we'll wrap it up. But coming from come come from uh, uh, Chinna, Reading, then into Exeter. I mean, it's obvious you didn't go through the academy system, and now you look at Exeter, and they've got some fantastic academy products. They're doing everything the right way. You know, if you could do your time again, would you want to come through an academy? And how do you think it's changing the game? Uh, for- uh, quite a complex question to finish there. Um, <laughs> I think uh, no, I don't think I'd do an awful lot um, again. Again, to be honest, um, differently because I managed to get sort of to, to the top of the game playing playing for my country, which was without doubt the, the best experience I've had on the rugby being involved in rugby. Um, I've managed to be part of two sort of cup-winning teams, um, and I know the academy is fantastic, but. But I don't. I think I'm a big believer in sort of things happen for the reason at the right time, and I don't think it would have been the right time for me to go into academy when I was um, 16, 17, or whatever. Mm. Um, I think it's brilliant what they're doing down at Exeter. They're trying to really. Um, they've got a new uh, Hayden Thomas actually just joined the academy staff, so I think it's going to be. I think things are only going to get better there. Yeah. Um, and I think Matt. I think Matt Jessup as well. So it's great to see some of the boys that I played with. Because they're still they're still pretty young and they can they'll be able to give back and 
um, bring bring a fresh impetus, uh, a fresh injection of of blood into the into the um, into that area, um, and I think it's just going to just keep flying as long as as long as they keep uh, everything in place at the moment. Well, I mean, if if recent form is anything to go by, they're doing a marvelous job in the Exeter yeah. Academy. So, best of luck to them. Uh, so, just remind all of our listeners, Tom, where can we find you on? On Twitter, and where can we find your fit your your fitness business? Whether it be on Twitter, the internet, anything. Yeah, um, so I'm um, Tom zero six Johnson um, on sort of Instagram and Twitter, um, and I've been I've been been doing an awful lot of sort of fitness videos on Twitter. So um, be great if you if any people tr- try some of the workouts, the free workouts I put up there, and and see if they like them or not, and uh, and sort of give me some feedback and. Uh, hopefully well i've just been speaking to some branding guys and some web web designers so hopefully in the next month or so um an official tj fitness brand um in the in the east devon area fantastic well well best of luck with that and hopefully we can catch up sometime in the future lovely thanks jb for your time cheers mate